0: jamal murray yeah jamal murray incredible incredible player so that's it for the lottery although maybe we should say a couple things about mikhail bridges since i mean he was technically the 10th pick i don't know uh so mikhail bridges is on the suns is is he gonna get meaningful minute minutes off the bench you think
1: I'm glad you didn't skip over Mikhail Bridges, too. I was a little worried that you were going to after the uh, the trade discussion there. Yeah. But he is worthy of our time, too. Yes. Like I said, I felt like Miles Bridges was the better of the two Bridges as far as what they project to be in the NBA. But Mikhail Bridges was one of the best college players you're ever going to see. It's everything you wanted in a guy that's moving towards an NBA career. That's not a one-and-done type of player. This guy redshirted his freshman year. He's already graduated from Villanova won two national championships. One is a freshman, one is a junior. A fourth-year junior, though. This was his fourth year because of that redshirt year. So this is an older guy. This is a veteran college basketball player that's going to step in and contribute right away. And that's what's interesting about the discussion you had about the uh, Philadelphia 76ers philosophy right now. Because as we mentioned, they are becoming a little bit more of a veteran team. The Stars are still young, but they've got some pieces around the Stars that have been around a little bit. And maybe Mikel Bridges wasn't as needed on that team as he might be with the Phoenix Suns because he's going to be a plug-and-play type of guy. He might not start, but coming off the bench, you're going to get consistent effort. You're going to get a professional type of player that has been through the battles and is mature enough to handle himself on and off the court. So this is not a Dragon Bender or a Marquise Chris that you don't know what you're getting when they're coming in. This is a guy that's going to contribute right away and be a lockdown defender. And we'll see. Offensively, I think, is a question mark in the NBA because he's not a big-time athlete. But he'll be solid. He can shoot the three. Three and D type of guy, probably right off the bat. But we'll see what he becomes.
0: Okay. Man, a lot of young guys on the Suns. Let's just read all their uh, draft picks from the last... Eh, We'll we'll do... uh... Maybe five years. Let me just bring it up here. I feel like they just—they haven't really hit on. Well, they hit on Booker, but I feel like there's so many they've missed on.
1: Josh Jackson was solid though last year. Right?
0: He was. The All jury's right. jury's still out. Dragon Bender. jury's still out on him. Booker is great. Uh, Marquise Chris. Jury is still out. Uh, Josh Jackson. Not bad. Uh, Len Alex bust. Len is looking like a bus, man. He was in that very weak 2013 draft. Uh, Alfred Payton—they actually acquired in a trade. I don't know if they bring him back or not.
1: Borderline bus, right?
0: Ah, do you call him a bus? He That's was a 10th pick. He, um, let's look at his stats. Like it, his stats. They're not horrible, but like he's just been on so many bad teams. The he was on the Magic for four or three and a half years, and they were just terrible. The Suns were awful last year. I don't know. I think uh, I think maybe you roll the dice, bring him back on a cheap contract. Maybe they have Tyler Ulis, Devon Reed. Is he? Oh, he was a second-round pick, but he was an early second-round pick last year. It looks like he didn't play too much this year. And they still have TJ Warren.
1: Big-time scorer.
0: Can't forget about that. That was their first-round pick from 2014. Uh, Yeah, great scorer. He averaged 19.6 a game this year. This is the thing. If
1: you're all-in on Josh Jackson, this is somebody that could command big-time trade value, and they may have to think about trading T.J. Warren if they're all in on Josh Jackson, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, it seems like it's getting to the point where it's like they're they're too many pieces. You can't play
1: Booker, Warren, and Jackson together, I don't think. Uh, No. Unless Booker's playing the point guard, but that's not beneficial to your team. You need him scoring.
0: No, it looks like they're going to have to move on from one of these guys. Um, But, you know, they can take their time. They're not trying to make the playoffs or anything like that. So that was the lottery. Um nothing too too shocking, but it was interesting to see how everything turned out. Why don't we um won't we read off the next um maybe 10 picks and then or right, I'll I'll read off the next 5. Maybe we can talk about some of those guys. All right, so 16 we talked or 15 was the Washington Wizards? They picked Troy ba- Brown Jr. Sixteen was Zaire Smith. We talked about him briefly. He was in the the Sixers trade, so he is on the Sixers now. Uh, Seventeen was Dante De fin- Vincenzo. Nice Italian name there. Uh, Big Ragoo
1: is his nickname.
0: Big Ragoo.
1: Yep, just call him Big Ragu.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, you think he'll be a solid pro?
1: This is another real high-riser. This is somebody that just made the best decision of his life based on the NCAA tournament. This guy was mid-second-round pick in February if he came out this year. It was unlikely that this guy was leaving college after his sophomore year, and he tore up the Final Four this year. Scored 31 points in the final versus Michigan. Oh, my God. And (laughs) this guy made himself a ton of money in a very short period of time. I would say the number 17 pick is too high for him based on what I saw over two years, but you can't knock what he did in March this year. So, based on what we last saw, maybe 17 was too low, but this guy is not a typical first round pick. Like, this is a guy that you thought was going to Villanova for four years. And he blew up and he just made himself a lot of money. And he should be having a big party tonight. Let's say that. <laughs> let's put it that way.
0: He, he probably had a big one last night. Yes. For being, or, you know, maybe he celebrated with his parents last night and now. Tonight's
1: a night. Friday night. You yeah, know? to
0: call up the boys and yep. just be like, hey, you know, maybe we should drink a couple Pepsi's. Yeah. You
1: know? No doubt about it. <laughs> So this is, I would say, a little high for him, but you you cannot knock what he did last year.
0: I mean, doing that on one of the biggest stages? Yep. Hey.
1: This was a sixth man on Villanova's bench. He didn't even start? Most of the year he didn't start. So 17 might be a little high, but... That's unreal. People know what they saw.
0: That was at 17. Uh, 18 was Lonnie Walker. 19 was Kevin Herter. 20 was Josh... O- Okogie I can't say any of these names You're right pretty
1: good with all that that's very close
0: Uh, any, anything you want to mention about them Let's talk
1: about Lonnie Walker a little bit because yeah. he's from our great state of Pennsylvania he's from Reading he's from a tough area tough background made a big decision to go to Miami everybody wanted him all the big time programs McDonald's High School All-American big athletic wing strong can shoot it definitely going to be a big time contributor at the NBA level We'll see how much, how soon And uh, He's another late riser I would have thought Lonnie Walker Would have went ahead of
0: DiVincenzo Yeah, it sounds like a lot of people Thought that
1: But you're looking at number uh, 13, Jerome Robinson Number 17, Dante DiVincenzo And number 18, Lonnie Walker all three of these guys two months ago were not looked at as first-round picks. Wow. So these these are guys that all made themselves a tremendous amount of money in the last couple months through the combine process and the pre-draft workouts. So all three of them should be having big parties tonight. But, yeah, you're going to see Lonnie Walker in the NBA for a long time too.
0: A lot of people were saying this guy was lottery talent. By the way, I probably should have mentioned who the teams were that picked him. Dante DiVincenzo is going to the Bucks. Lonnie Walker is going to the Spurs. Herder's going to the Hawks. Koji is going to the Timberwolves. But um, yeah, Lonnie. I people were saying Lonnie Walker should have been picked higher. To, uh,
1: I saw him rumored at twelve and thirteen. The oh players. yeah. So okay. That high in the lottery, or that late in the lottery. I'm sorry.
0: So San Antonio gets another very solid player. Um. Um. In the draft late in the draft all right read off some more here we'll do uh eh, might as well do the we'll do up until the 27th pick and you know why all right so uh 21 was Grayson Allen went to the Jazz 22 was Chandler Hutchinson he went to the Chicago Bulls 23 was Aaron Holiday he went to the Indiana Pacers uh 20 to 24 was Anthony Simons he went to the Portland Trail Blazers 25 was Moritz Wagner from Germany he went to the Lakers 26 was Landry chemet he went to the 76ers any of those guys you like
1: uh, I'll start with 21 and 22 the first two seniors drafted Mm-hmm. in this draft, which is remarkable. We go through 20 picks, and we don't have a senior picked anymore. That's today's <laughs> NBA. <laughs> I think they maybe are. maybe it goes in ebbs and flows, and maybe in years we'll see it change again once they start letting the high school guys go again. Mm-hmm. We'll have less freshmen picked towards the top of the draft and maybe some more juniors and seniors a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. But Grayson Allen, two-time preseason player of the year before his junior and senior seasons at Duke. It didn't pan out for him either year as junior and senior, but as a freshman this guy also had a big time Final Four, kind of similar to DiVincenzo's sophomore year. So he kind of led the Jalil Okafor Justice Winslow team to a national championship as a freshman after he had like a four point per game season. So he was on the radar all these teams three years ago after that. And it looked like he might leave after his sophomore year, and he didn't. And he went back, and he had some problems, some personal problems, I guess you could say, while at Duke. Um, the talent's always been there. It's still there. Don't be fooled by this guy playing four years at Duke. There's nothing wrong with him as far as talent. He's going to be a productive NBA player for sure. And it's the, uh, the old Duke connection that got him to Utah, I believe, Quinn Snyder. Played for Krzyzewski, worked for Krzyzewski, very popular in the Duke community. The next Duke coach. You heard it here first. <laughs> In however many years. Three, four, five years. Look out, Utah. You better sign this guy to a big contract if you want to keep him. But So, Grayson Allen is now Donovan Mitchell's backup. That's pretty cool because they played against each other. Aaron Holliday, right there at number 23, went to... The Pacers. Indiana. So... This is a big-time scoring point guard. Destroyed my Kentucky Wildcats this year after we had the uh, the Alonzo and Fox duel at point guard in the 2016-2017 season. We played these guys in December. SGA was still coming off the bench at that point, so Holiday cooked our other guards and scored like 25 or 30 against us. So this is a guy that you can put the ball in his hands and say, go get it. And uh, Mo Wagner from Germany, from Michigan, also had a big-time NCAA tournament. Another guy, you didn't know if he was going to leave early or not. Made himself a lot of money in March and got himself a guaranteed contract. Another guy that should be having a big party
0: tonight. So. Yeah. yeah, four-year rookie contract potentially. Yeah. I like four or five million bucks, good for him. Um, so 27 was my Celtics pick. We picked Robert Williams. Very excited. Rumored to be a lottery type talent. Uh, He has a questionable work ethic and attitude, from what I hear. Uh, He actually, it sounds like he slept in uh, during his uh, scheduled press conference this morning. Who knows the full story?
1: He had a big party last night, probably.
0: He had a big party. He's on the Celtics. He's happy. Can you blame the guy? But, you know, you, you got to get down to business, Bobby. You're making the finals this year. And I need you to stay focused. Um, anything you want to add, Greeny, about Robert Williams? I'm going to say
1: that I called this one last night. I'm taking credit for Carini, my
0: I he... Five picks before. I, look, I do not follow college basketball, really. I start following it around the time the Celtics are eliminated from the playoffs I start watching highlights look at the mock draft see who the Celtics might pick see what people are saying on Reddit if we're being honest and then I consult with Greeny and that's where I get my information from I do not watch college basketball but that is why we have Greeny here Greeny got me hyped for this pick he was saying oh my god Robert Williams is still on the board. You got to pick him.
1: It's so obvious. I kept saying.
0: Yep. And even the people on TV, Woj was saying it on TV. Is like, you you better bet they're gonna pick this guy. Um. So I'm pumped. We could definitely use another uh, big man. I mean, we had Aaron Baines starting at center this year. Al Horford he'll typically end the games playing center but he doesn't like starting the game for some reason i guess he doesn't like um how physical the game can get as a center at the beginning but you know when the game's on the line obviously he's going to going to fight for it so we had Aaron Baines starting. Aaron Baines is an unrestricted free agent this year. He might not be back. There's rumors that uh, Baines really likes it in Boston, and the team really likes him. They want him back. I think it's just a matter of uh, you know, how much money is he going to want because uh, obviously we don't want to give him too, too much since we have uh, some contract extensions coming up. You know, Yeah we can't go, uh, too, too high over the salary cap there, but we had another center on our roster, Greg Monroe, um, we got him in the buyout market, had some solid games, and the playoffs was mostly not very usable, so this guy might take Monroe's spot, you know, maybe the, uh, fourth or fifth big off the bench, because we still do have Daniel Tice but he got injured at the end of this past season. He might not be ready to um, start right away. So, you know, it sounds like we got, like, maybe our fourth big, Greeny. This guy, you're telling me he can block shots, he can rebound. Uh, They were saying on TV last night, he has really good hands, which is great, you know. We got... We're, we're really big on passing the ball. We do throw a lot of lobs, especially up to Jalen Brown or Tatum. Uh, is there anything you want to add about this guy? I, don't, I He I, can't play I, offense, guy, apparently.
1: I was just going to comment on that because I don't see any reason that this guy would have slipped this far except for the potential attitude issues, I would say, because I have seen this guy make a mid-range jump shot. They talk like this guy is just totally absent on the offensive end other than slam dunks, and that's not right. I don't know his free throw percentage off the top of my head, but I have seen this guy shoot free throws. I've seen him shoot mid-range jump shots, and he can make them. He's not stepping out to the three-point line right now, and I think his athleticism is what is overshadowing the fact that he can be at least a serviceable mid-range type of guy. But yeah, he's going to block shots right away. He's going to get rebounds right away. He probably would have been a lottery pick last year had he left after his freshman year, similar to Miles Bridges. And he made the decision to come back to college for one more year, and who can blame him? We all love college, I think. And hopefully he worked on that attitude stuff a little bit, and he'll be ready to step in and contribute with you guys next year. But I kept saying to you last night, it was so obvious if you watch college basketball at, like, pick number 22 knowing that the Celtics needed a backup big man with Greg Monroe potentially departing, this is the guy that you needed. You talked about it this year. We went and saw a game this year, and what did you say? We need a shot blocker. Mm -hmm. Even when you had Daniel Tice, even when you got Greg Monroe, this is the guy that you guys needed. This is the guy that you wanted back in January, February. Uh, So
0: you got him now. It sounds good. I'm, I'm very excited to watch him play in summer league here. Um all right, so let's finish up the first round. Uh, Jacob Evans went to the Golden State Warriors uh, design Musu went to the Brooklyn Nets. Amari Spellman was the last pick of the first round he went to the Atlanta Hawks. anything about them
1: Jacob Evans yeah from Cincinnati was another guy that was on the fence about should I stay or should I go? He could have went back to Cincinnati. Cincinnati was a top-ten team this year, and he was one of their leaders. Veteran type of player. Um, But clearly, he's a first-round pick. He made the right decision. So you're glad when you see that because there's so many of these guys that leave that should have and could have went back to school. So Landry Shamit a couple picks before that was another guy, left after two years at Wichita State, and uh, got himself a guaranteed contract. So those guys are similar. They might be rotation type of players. I don't see them being any kind of NBA stars early on in their careers, but you never know what happens. Injuries and whatnot might force them into more action. But Jacob Evans, solid defender, can score the basketball.
0: All right. Well, I I really hope he does not win a ring this year. Let's just say that. Come on, Warriors. Put it lightly, correct? Yeah. All right. Tell you what, I'm going to read off the first ten names of the second round. You tell me who you think the best uh, prospect is. Well,
1: you missed Spellman there from Villanova, number
0: 30. I mentioned him. Did you? Yeah. Um, you want to talk about him?
1: Well, I was going to say something about him, too. Dante DiVincenzo's teammate, national champion, similar um. to Michael Bridges, red-shirted his freshman year. Only played one year, but he's two years removed from high school. Big man, another guy should be having a big party tonight because he uh he got that guaranteed contract late riser. I don't know how much he's going to contribute right away, but yeah, just thought I'd give the uh, the Villanova guy a shout out.
0: Holler. <laughs> um all right. First 10 picks of the second round, name who you think is going to be the best prospect. I'll name uh the picks and the team that picked them. All right, 31 Eli (laughs) Okobo, Phoenix Suns picked him. He's from France. 32, Javon Carter. He was picked by the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, 33, Jalen Brunson. He was picked by the Dallas Mavericks. 34, Devontae Graham. He was picked by the Atlanta Hawks. 35, Melvin Frazier. He was picked by the Orlando Magic. 36, Mitchell Robinson. He was picked by the New York Knicks. 37, Gary Trent he was picked by the Sacramento Kings 38 Kyrie Thomas he was picked by the Philadelphia 76ers uh, 39 Isaac Bonga from Germany was picked by the Philadelphia 76ers and 40 is oh my god Ron, Ron Deon's Karuks from Latvia granny what Who's the guy who stands out there?
1: You got three straight picks from 32 to 34 that were just big-time college basketball names, big-time veteran players. And if I had to choose one of the three, Javon Carter, Jalen Brunson, and Devontae Graham, we're going with the theme here. I got to go Jalen Brunson from Villanova again. Villanova had a draft reminiscent of like a Duke or a Kentucky draft this year. Wow. You got Bridges in the first round. You got DiVincenzo in the first round. You got Spellman in the first round. And Jalen Brunson was the best college basketball player of those four. So for him to slip to number 33 to the Mavericks and be a backup point guard to Dennis Smith and Luca, that's going to be a tremendous backcourt for years. Um, Jalen Brunson's father played in the NBA, played at Temple, was a backup point guard for about 10 years. I think his son, Jalen, has a uh, bigger upside. Rick Brunson was his father's name. I don't think I said his name. But, yeah, Rick Brunson played for the Knicks, and he was a journeyman. He played, I think he played for the Bulls a little bit, too, but mostly the Knicks I remember him playing for. But, um, yeah. I would say Javon Carter is right there with him. I love Javon Carter. He's a bull. He's a great defender. I don't know if he has the athleticism to stick in the NBA for 10 years. And that might be Jalen Brunson's downfall and why he slipped into the second round. But yeah, Jalen Brunson, same class as Mikel Bridges. Four years at Villanova. Or I'm sorry, he was there three years, but also graduated already. So they both have degrees. They have two national championships in Shout out to Villanova, man. What a great year. For the top thirty-three.
0: And two times in the last three years they won the championship. Crazy stuff. Alright, so we're going to do the next ten. Forty one, Jared Vanderbilt, Orlando Magic. Oh, did I say forty one or forty two? No,
1: forty
0: one. Okay. Uh forty two. Bruce Brown Jr., Detroit Pistons. 43, Justin Jackson, Denver Nuggets. 44, Isif Sanon, Washington Wizards. 45, Hamadou Diallo, Brooklyn Nets. 46, DeAnthony Melton, Houston Rockets. 47, good God. Um, okay. Svatslav, <laughs> S- <laughs> my... My Chiluk.
1: just call them Svee. That's what they call Sve.
0: Svi. L.A. Lakers. Forty-eight. Kita Bates Diop. Minnesota Timberwolves. Forty-nine. Chimezi Metu. San Antonio Spurs. Fifty. Elise Johnson. Indiana Pacers. Um, I think I know who stands out here, Greeny. Who do you want to talk about? Well, we
1: got my two. Ken- uh, excuse me. My two Kentucky guys in there. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt and Hamadou Diallo. Both of these guys are kind of disappointments at this point in the draft. I think a lot of people projected them. First-round picks prior to the season and even early on in the season. Jared Vanderbilt's issues are injuries, and if he can stay healthy, he's worthy of a first-round draft grade. Averaged eight rebounds a game this year in about 20 minutes per per game, but he only played 14 games. They were all in the SEC, though, so that eight rebounds a game really stands out, I would say. Um, Doesn't have much of a perimeter game right now, and he's going to play probably some three and some four. So it's tough to not have an outside jump shot and be trying to play the three in the NBA. So he's going to have to bulk up and play some four. But he's got the athleticism to bang in there and rebound. Hamadou Diallo was probably a bigger disappointment because he wasn't hurt, and he really struggled from the perimeter last Mm -hmm. year actually entered Kentucky a semester early and got to practice against De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk and had entered the 2017 NBA draft after a big-time 2017 NBA combine, and it looked like he was going to be a mid-to-late first-round pick last year had he left after not playing one game at Kentucky. So that's really disappointing to us to see him slip that far. But a big part of his slip was the improvement Of Shea Gilgis Alexander and towards the end of the season we started playing a lot more two-point guards and Hamadou Diallo on the bench so Can't argue with that as far as Calipari goes Diallo still got all the athleticism that he showed in the 2017 combine the upside is there and it's definitely worthy of the number 45 pick and I guess uh, your guy Svee from Kansas four-year guy at Kansas Entered college at 17 years old four years ago. So he's a 21-year-old senior. So he's still a young buck, but he's got a ton of experience, Final Four experience, played a lot of winning basketball. I think this is going to be a rotation guy for the Los Angeles Lakers. I think he gets minutes right away. Okay. I think Luke Walton will love him, and this is going to be a contributor from the second round.
0: Well, if the Lakers end up clearing their cap space to try and get LeBron Paul George maybe making a uh, Kawhi Leonard trade they're not going to have a lot of roster spots and you would think if they just pick this guy they, they're probably going to want to keep him so you know he he might have to step in and play off the bench with these big names
1: this is a knockdown shooter he would fit right in with what LeBron likes to do if he does end up going there this is a guy that's going to make threes
0: Wow. Okay. All right. The final 10 will do 51, Tony Carr, the New Orleans Pelicans. 52, Vincent Edwards to the Utah Jazz. 53, Devon Hall to the Oklahoma City Thunder. 54, Shake Milton to the Dallas Mavericks. 55, Arnoldis Kolbaka, Charlotte Hornets. 56, Ray Spalding to the Philadelphia 76ers. 57, Kevin Hervey. ...to the Oklahoma City Thunder... Uh, ...58, Thomas Welsh... ...to the Denver Nuggets... ...59, George King... ...to the Phoenix Phoenix Suns... ...and 60, Giannis's brother... ...Costas antekunta Kimto ...to the Philadelphia 76ers... ...which was traded to Dallas. Another thing is a lot of these picks... ...were actually traded...
1: See that today. Uh, stuff we didn't hear about last night.
0: Too. Yeah. So the, the teams I mentioned could very much be wrong. So Diallo is on the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then um, Jared Vanderbilt is actually on the Denver Nuggets. I think I saw
1: Shake Milton is now in Philly from Dallas.
0: Who was that? Okay, but the Lakers do have that C guy. Um Basically the only pick that was not traded in the final ten was Oklahoma City's pick Devin Hall.
1: Where'd Tony Carr go?
0: Tony Carr went to I'm just gonna click his name. The Pelicans. So who do you like out of these final ten guys? I I gonna I
1: was gonna say Tony Carr, but that's yeah. who picked him though, right?
0: Yeah, it was the Pelicans. Okay.
1: Obviously I'm gonna talk about the Penn State guy. <laughs> okay, go for it. Disappointed that he fell this far. He's a Philly kid. Played two years at Penn State. Penn State has a coach that's in his third or fourth season and he's a Philly guy and he's recruiting Philly. And that's what Penn State really likes to see because Penn State's in central PA and they're not often considered a Philadelphia market when really, I feel like they should be. A lot of Penn State alumni feel like they should be more in that Philly market than they are for football and basketball recruiting. So this guy went hard at Philly. This was the best that Philly had to offer a couple years ago. And to get him at 51 could potentially be a steal. I believe this was a first-team All-Big Ten type of player as a sophomore. I think he averaged close to 20 a game last year. And We talked about some of the high-rising guards over the last couple weeks, like Jerome Robinson and, okay, Zaire Smith as a wing, Dante DiVincenzo, Lonnie Walker. So if you look at Robinson, DiVincenzo, and Walker, where they were rated a month ago, a month and a half ago, they were in the 30s with a guy like Tony Carr. So for whatever reason, Tony Carr slipped to 51, and these guys moved all the way up towards the lottery. But you feel like it easily could have been Tony Carr, too. So obviously, NBA scouts saw something in some of these workouts that they didn't like or looked into his background and found something that they didn't like. But the production was there. This guy was more productive than Dante DiVincenzo. This guy was more productive than Lonnie Walker. Put up bigger numbers. Wow. So Jerome Robinson, I think the production was probably comparable. But he was a star on it. On an NIT championship team. So this is not a team that went to the NCAA tournament, whereas Lonnie Walker's team went to the NCAA tournament,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Dante DiVincenzo was the Final Four MOP. So that says something there, too. But Tony Carr will make the New Orleans Pelicans, and I think he could be a solid backup for them, hopefully for Rondo.
0: Yeah, I hope they re-sign Rondo. Okay, so we have ten minutes left. Uh, might as well make this a two-hour podcast. Wow. Yep. Impressive. terrible. It just flew by. Um, so let's talk about the 2017 draft. I listened to um, some of our uh, Periscope from last year about our opinions on picks. Um, let's just kind of go quick and uh, let's talk about the picks. Uh, Markel Fultz went first to the Sixers. Uh, we both agreed that we liked the pick at the time. Uh, oddly enough markel it sounds like he just really got messed up psychologically and um had had almost forgot how to shoot it seems like uh i don't know if it was the intense pressure being the number one pick uh the media scrutiny maybe it just got to him after a while we still don't know he still could become a great player um he played uh, he played some games at the end of the year and um He looked good um, driving to the the rim and everything. Made some nice plays. He still has the potential to be a great player. But as of right now, it's not looking like the worthy number one pick. In fact, it's probably Donovan Mitchell who you would pick number one or or Tatum. Yeah, or Tatum, yeah. It's funny. It's it's crazy how um, the draft really shakes out after a year and how, how these picks look, uh, Lonzo Ball in second to the Lakers, um, that's looking kind of eh, you know, his stupid dad won't shut up, um, it it looks like he improved his shot a little bit, wasn't as good as, um, we thought he'd be, he was injured as well, I think, I think, We'll, we'll give it another year before we can really call it uh a bad pick or not Tatum at number 3 was an incredible pick for the Celtics where th- I can't remember do you remember rumors of the Celtics um reaching by picking Tatum at number 3 or I think that was more Jalen Brown, because we had the number three pick in 2016, and I think Jalen Brown might have been considered a little bit of a reach, but Tatum, more appropriate to pick at three. After his performance this year, he looks like he might be one of the best uh, players in this draft. Absolutely incredible. Um, just the start on a team that went to game seven of the conference finals, and be almost the the go to scorer at times. It's just to show the, the po the poise that he has as a twenty a year old kid. This this kid's a a real competitor and he you can tell he he takes the game very seriously and wants to get better. His mom I just I've heard interviews with his mom. It sounds like she's a great influence on him, a great motivator and uh you know really helps him get better, you know, has very encouraging words for him, so I am so excited to have him on the Celtics. Number four, Josh Jackson to the Suns. Yeah, looking solid, okay. Uh, De'Aaron Fox to the Kings um, at five. Um, I mean, okay, I mean, obviously, all these names we're mentioning after this were, were kind of saying oh. I mean they should have picked Mitchell, but still like
1: twenty twenty hindsight.
0: Yeah. It's it's only been a year. Uh Jonathan Isaac Magic, uh yeah, he was injured for a lot of the year. So let's let's give that another year. Larry Marketin for the Bulls, he had a very nice year on a, a bad Bulls team. Frank Nicotina to the knicks a little bit of a disappointment only average 5.9 minutes or points per game uh well you know he showed some good defensive poise how much time do we have here all right we still have five more minutes dennis smith jr to the mavericks played all right i think he made the second all-nba rookie team um Zach Collins t- to the Blazers. Eh, maybe not the best pick. Um, here, I'm going to read off the next ten names here, Greeny. And tell me who you thought the best was, was going to be in the drafts. Or- uh, Zach Collins, Malik Monk, Luke Kennard, Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo, Justin Jackson, Justin Patton, DJ Wilson, TJ Leif, John Collins, we won't count Harry Giles. So during the draft last year, out of all those names, who did you think was going to be the best?
1: You know, I was going to ask you, do you mean the best as a rookie or the best long term? But it doesn't matter, because hands down, Malik Monk. Okay, I would've thought I would have told you that, and you know I would have said that last year that is true Not you a doubt you, in my mind you
0: were very hyped on him, a lot of people were, and I think it was more just the situation this year he um he only played thirteen minutes a game, his coach got fired they they were trying to make the playoffs, so they weren't really giving him too much playing time. I think this year though the the hornets are gonna be tanking and um, he's going he's gonna to be able to break out and have a, a good sophomore season. Uh, it
1: wouldn't have been Donovan Mitchell either. I, I wish I could say I would have said that, but no way. I,
0: I appreciate the honesty because I swear all these media people are saying, oh, I was saying the whole time Donovan Mitchell. I don't remember that many people at all saying. In fact, I want to watch the broadcast again just to – I I was they so they had it on
1: this week too. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but yeah, they did have it on.
0: Yeah, because I'm really curious to hear what they were saying because it seems like he's the best player in the draft so far after year one. Um, I would
1: say Tatum, but it's
0: one and one A. Yeah. All right. Um. So then. I'll read off the 20s. Terrence Ferguson went to the Thunder. Jared Allen went to the Nets. O.G. Ananobi went to the Raptors. Tyler Linden went to the Jazz, or ended up going to the Nuggets. Caleb Swanigan went to the Trailblazers. Kyle Kuzma went to the Lakers. Tony Bradley went to the Jazz. Derek White went to the Spurs. Josh Hart went to the Lakers. Who would you think was going to be the best out of that 10?
1: Okay, now I'm going to ask you. Rookie or long-term?
0: Okay. Uh, let's say rookie.
1: Who was I thinking this time last year was going to be the best rookie out of this bunch? I would have probably said, depending on health, OG Ananobi, because he got hurt at the end of the 2017 season, and he missed the end of the year. Um. Caleb Swanigan was by far the most productive college player out of this bunch I'd heard great things about Terrence Ferguson but there were also rumors at this time last year that OG Ananobi was going to be a lottery pick despite Mm. the injury and it was a little bit of a slip to get him down at 23 and I think it was because of the injury and I think he had a pretty decent year last he year. He started
0: 62 games. He for, wasn't
1: real productive, but he got a lot of minutes.
0: Yeah. Minutes. he's He started uh, every game of the playoffs for the Raptors. LeBron playing killed him, though. That's true. But, you know, can't, kill can't blame the guy. I averaged 7.9 points in that's the playoffs. That's a rookie season. That's pretty good for a number 20 pick. Um, all right, so we have less than a minute left. And I am going to look at the second round and decide who the best pick was there. And it looks like it was Jordan Bell at number 38 for the Golden State Warriors. Played significant minutes. Or, let's see, I mean, he he averaged 10 minutes a game in the playoffs. But, you know, really stepped in on a big stage and, uh, you know, helped get... uh, the team a championship. All right. Greeny, we are done here. 2018. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you.